afternoon and welcome back to Anchor and Devoted. We are moving forward into Proverbs. Today we'll be looking at Proverbs 3. Um, we both pray, this is Pastor Joseph and Pastor Jerry. We both pray that this, um, this moment, this day will be one where you are able to glorify God more deeply. Yes. And you're also able to reflect upon his mercy and love and able to change and grow in relationship to him. Yep. We're going to be looking at Proverbs 3, 1 through 12 out of the ESV. Um, and let's get started. You ready to go? Let's do it. Okay. My son, do not forget my teaching. My son, do not forget my teaching. Let your heart keep my commandments. Let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck, write them on the tablet of your heart. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Don't be wise in your own eyes. Turn away from evil and fear the Lord. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruit of all of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. Then your, far- your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline or be weary of his reproof. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline and don't be weary of his reproof. For the Lord reproves him whom he loves as a father the son in whom he delights. For the Lord reproves whom he loves just as a father reproves the son that he loves. Mm. And that concludes Proverbs 3, 1 through 12. Amen. Amen. Now, one of the first things that jumps out to me about this passage is the very well-known um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean mm-hmm. on your understandings, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. That's it. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Yeah. I think growing up, uh, we had a picture on the wall with that scripture done, you know, in script with probably a little tree stump and an owl sitting on top or something is what I recall. <laughs> It's going back about 30 years now. Um, I think that what's being said here, if, if you if you pull this this one, these two verses, five and six, out of the context, not just of Proverbs three, but of Proverbs one through nine. Uh, Proverbs is a book that has 30 chapters. And the first 10 are all directed the same way. It's it's an injunction to 
the one being discipled, from the one who loves the one being discipled, the one who who is discipling, to say, hey, listen and pay attention, because if you do, your life will be good. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, your life is going to be full of trouble and strife and hardship and pain. And I want, it's worth it to me to spend the first third of everything I'm going to say just saying this, pay attention, because this is really important. When we take verses five and six, though, and we remove them from here, or, or we interpret them as if they stand on their own, mm. we run into a problem. We run into what really kind of turns into um, a Descartian way of thinking of I think, therefore I am. And, and the question becomes for, for some people, well, how can, I, how can I not lean on my own understanding? Uh, even as I read scripture, all I have is my own understanding of it. How can I, what does God expect me to do? If he's saying, don't lean on your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. How do I do that? If all I have to understand God is my eyes and my ears and my mind and my heart, and my brain, all these things working together, the understanding really does start within me. Mm. But when we flip this, instead of saying, you know, when we take the, the reverse parallel, it's not don't trust yourself, but in all your ways, ignore God. And he will, and you will be led in a path of destruction. It, that's not what it's saying. What it's saying is, listen to God. Mm. Pay attention to what he is saying. Don't trust your eyes. Trust your ears. Don't look through eyes of flesh. Look through eyes of faith because the one who holds you, who sees all things, will tell you which way is up, which way is down, which way is left and right which way you need to go because you're first again this is not about you having knowledge this is about we get all the way to the end of verse 12 this is about a god who loves you mm. who wants the same relationship with you that a father shares with his children over whom he delights mm. it's not about i want my children to be able to answer the question what is two times two in in base nine math who cares what I want is that my children know when there's a problem, they can turn to me. When they're scared, they can run to me. When they have questions, when they have a need, I'm going to be for them because I love them. Hmm. That's the orientation here. Not, oh no, I've got a problem. I need to figure this out. That's what it means to, to rely on yourself, to, to lean on your understanding. It's, oh no, I've got a problem. I need to figure this out. As opposed to, oh no, there's a problem. Daddy? I think it's hard. Um, you've got to humble yourself. And um, often when we come to faith, if we're more seasoned in life, we've gotten comfortable with the process of not asking for help. For sure. And culture, and culture cultivates that. But when you talk about a child coming to faith, in Christ and asking them to go to God for everything. It's, I think it's easy because they know 
just as this proverb starts out, everything comes from outside of me. You know, all the the rules when it comes to crossing the street and, you know, when is dinner going to be and all those kind of things, all those have to do with, you know, my parents, someone, someone else being in charge. Yeah. And this commandment is one for me that made me pause when we talked about love and faithfulness versus being reproved in love and just understanding that there is um, a, a familial correction that takes place that is a part of love just as there's a a familial faithfulness that is a part of love um, that is uncomfortable if i am trying to to do it on the self and not in a community of family specifically with god Mm. like um it's one thing to see someone who's been consistent about something in their life to the point of obsessiveness or you know we might even celebrate it depending on what the obsession is Um, but to know that we're wired um, to be a you know attracted to love to such a degree that it changes every aspect of our life so that we can be faithful in letting go the things that would slow us down You know, we can be consistent in um, embracing the correction that comes from an amazingly loving father and expecting it when we don't do those things that we're supposed to do and knowing this is part of family. I'm challenged today um, to make sure, kind of like you were saying at the beginning, the thing on the wall making sure that both my eyes and ears and heart are truly understanding that this is this is an ex, this is a fam, familial expectation mm. um, that, that i have to do this just as i should expect this um and so for me that's changing my language as well as my actions mm. so yeah honor the lord with the first fruits of your harvest Mm -hmm. and then your barns will be filled and your vats will overflow with wine. Mm -hmm. There's a, there's that fear that it always seeks to hound us. Hey, you just got a big check in the mail. Hey, you just got a big tax return. You better Whatever it is, you better invest this. You better put this in the savings. You better go out, buy that thing that you've been wanting to have. And you never you didn't know if you could afford. You better take that vacation. Because if you don't, you're going to miss the opportunity. Here it is. Opportunity knocks. And God says, hold up. Who are you putting first? You or me? Because if you're putting you first, you're going to get what you can get out of that measly bit of something. But if you put me first, if you turn back to me and recognize, not only does God discipline the ones that he loves, but he bountifully provides for those Mm -hmm. he loves. And every bit of this that you've gotten, turn back to him. You know, Thanksgiving holiday just passed recently. To turn to God and say, you are God. I acknowledge you as God and I am thankful for what you have done for me. He says, sweet. Hey, go look behind you. Go check your bank account again because I just did more. 
because I can. And I love to do that for you. There's a, there's a feedback loop. The more we focus, the more we turn to God to walk in love and gratitude with him, the more he fills us up with the things that satisfy our deepest longings. My son, do not forget my teaching. Let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshing refreshment to your bones. Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. My son, do not despise the Lord's discipline. Or be weary of his reproof, for the Lord reproves him who he loves, as a father, the son in whom he delights. Father, you've called us to walk in relationship, in deep, abiding relationship with you as our father. And the thing that holds us back from that most often is our own fear. And if not our fear, the second would be our arrogance. But Father, you, you're calling us into a deeper and richer relationship. And so, Father, I pray for myself. I pray, pray for Pastor Joseph. I pray for everyone who's listening to us. And Lord, as we face the world around us, as we face the experiences that you're leading us through, would you allow us to see the fear and the arrogance that stand in our way from pursuing and holding on to you? and walking by your side, to hear your voice, to be led by your hand, to be guided by your spirit, to be lifted up on your shoulders so that we might place our head on your heart and have your protection provided for us. Father, teach us to do this again. We knew how to do this as children, but we've forgotten. We've gotten so good at being independent, doing it our way and doing it on our own. We need to be taught again, Lord, how to lean on you how to walk with you, how to be carried by you. Father, I ask that you gently but graciously teach us how to do this again today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.